Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's with all this disrespect that I'm hearing about R.J. Harvey? We're going to get into it. We're also going to talk about the couple players going to the NFL scouting combine that were nights. Where can they get drafted? Will they get drafted? And what is their ceiling in the NFL? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Charge On. As always, I'm your host, Sean Green. Before we get started, as always, a quick word from our sponsor, Bet Online. BetOnline continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting, contests, and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime, from your desktop or your mobile devices. Head to BetOnline today to become part of the team, and remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline where the game starts. We got a Friday episode for you. Again, we got to love this offseason where there's little news, not much happening. Makes for for a podcaster and for somebody covering the team, it makes it, it's so joyous if you can't tell my sarcasm. Um hope you guys are all doing good. Um you know, when thinking about topics this week, and I appreciate everybody that reached out and was like, "Hey, where's the pod?" Every week, we're, we're going to try and keep it on the same schedule this week. We had some stuff uh, during Wednesday and Thursday, so decided to, to post it on Friday. But, you know, it was very interesting. In the week, we, we looked for news, and we, we looked to see what we could talk about for UCF football. Obviously, spring ball is coming up. It's, it's going to be here sooner rather than later, and we're really pumped about that. But one thing I've been seeing on social media that I felt, listen, it's perfect for me because it gives us something to talk about this week, is the disrespect for R.J. Harvey uh, on, on social media. Now, as UCF fans, and I think um, those teams in the Big 12 know, if you were giving a top 10 running backs heading into the 2024 season, R.J. Harvey would be on that list in, in the country, right? If you just pulled every Big 12 team and said rank all the top running backs in college football heading into next year, R.J. Harvey would be on that list. If not, a top five running back heading into next year. You saw what he did last year in the Big 12. Uh, it, it was incredible. And the fact that he came back made you even more pumped because you're getting one of the best running backs in the country coming back to your team. Now listen, I want to preface this by saying most of these accounts don't have any merit they are Twitter accounts. Everybody has an, is entitled to their own opinion. That's what these are, right? It's like if you say Patrick Mahomes is the new GOAT, and I tell you, you're ridiculous. Tom Brady is still the GOAT. And why are we making Patrick, why are we even putting pressure on Patrick Mahomes after only winning three Super Bowls saying he's the best ever? As you can see, I don't really love that argument. So, when it comes to the R.J. Harvey argument, listen, if somebody has it on a list that he's not a top 10 running back, okay. 
But the amount of accounts that I am seeing that don't have R.J. Harvey on the list, it kind of just feels like R.J. Harvey's not getting that respect. You know, I think R.J. Harvey got talked about a lot last year, right? He was one of the best backs in the country. Best backs in the Big 12, if not the best back in the Big 12. You know, Ollie Gordon technically was, but we saw how that happened when he came to UCF. So when I'm looking on Twitter and I'm seeing all this, and I'm seeing the names, who are all good backs, right? You just have to sit and wonder, does UCF get the respect that they deserve at certain positions? We're seeing it with Javon Baker. Now, we'll we'll get into Javon uh, here in a little bit. During the season, UCF fans knew about Javon Baker. But now, because he entered the draft, because he really went off uh, at the Senior Bowl, and now he's invited to the Combine, seems like his draft stock is, is rising by the day. Is rising by the day. So, are we going to have to wait a year? If R.J. Harvey has another incredible year, and R.J. Harvey is an NFL back, let's not get it twisted. Are we going to have to wait until the Senior Bowl or some bowl game to hear our, uh, the respect for R.J. Harvey? If you just look at the Big 12 next year, yes, you have Taj Brooks. You have Ollie Gordon. You have these guys coming back. You can make the case that R.J. Harvey is the better back out of all of them. You can make the case that R.J. Harvey could be the best back in the Big 12. You can make that case. You can make that argument. But I think you can also make the argument, or not even argument. I don't think it's an argument. I think it's a no question, what are we doing if you don't have R.J. Harvey in your top 10 of best running backs uh, returning for the 2024 season? That's where you lose some credibility. Because R.J. Harvey was in the top of the ranks for any running back statistic throughout the year last year. Yet you don't have him in the top 10 returning. Is that little bro syndrome? Are people little broing UCF? I don't know. It'll be interesting. Because the books, all the sports books, bet online, if you just go look at all these sports books, they have UCF's win-loss at 8.5 over-under. That seems like they're they're viewing UCF as a team that's going to be pretty good next year. I think if R.J. Harvey wasn't on that team, that's probably seven and a half, maybe seven for the over-under. Who knows? So I just want to implore our fellow Big 12 fans um, and college football accounts with notoriety, no notoriety, Turn on the tape and then go look at your top 10 lists and you tell me what you see. I'm not sitting here and saying any of the backs on all these top 10 lists are wrong. There's a lot of really good backs. And I think RJ Harvey, it's only going to help, right? I think he has a, a significant chip on his shoulder heading into next year regardless. Because I think many of us assumed that he was not coming back. Many of us assumed that's an NFL back. He's going to get drafted if he enters the draft. He's going to be elite. But he decided to stay. So you could safely assume with R.J. Harvey deciding to stay, he's trying to be 
he's trying to raise that draft stock significantly more. I think we thought Javon Baker after this year, like, listen, we thought, hey, he's going to the NFL draft. And we all believed, hey, this man's a second-round talent. But if you just looked at all the big boards, he was nowhere on the big board. He wasn't in the top 150, 200. So we were thinking, oh, fifth round, fourth round, Gabe Davis type. But now he's proving, oh, this man's a second-round talent. He doesn't make it out of the second, third round. He's a day-two NFL draft pick. So I think R.J. Harvey, you couple a really good season with the last season that he had, and then you just show all the scouts your tape and show what you can do, you're looking at a second-round running back. Potentially second-round running back. Who knows what can happen? But I mean, let me just pull up the stats here. Let's just pull up R.J. Harvey's stats. Now, granted, remember, his first year here at Charge On, we were imploring Gus Malzahn and staff to start R.J. Harvey over Isaiah Bowser. We, and now granted, we're not going to sit here and just take all the credit for it. I'm assuming a million people had, was, was just seeing what was on the field and saying, okay, R.J. Harvey needs to start. But, 2020, he got hurt, right? Gets hurt in 2020, uh, which was everything you were hearing out of training camp was R.J. Harvey was looking like he was going to be the, the starting back in 2020. Hurts himself, has to sit out a year. Um, or 2021, excuse me. 2022, he comes in and puts up 796 yards on 118 carries and five touchdowns. 22 receptions also for 215 yards. He only had 118 carries. at 6.7 yards a carry. And he also caught the ball 22 times for 215 yards in his first year. In his first year start, and that was being a backup. If He was 200 yards away from a 1,000-yard season as a backup running back. Now you look at last season. 226 carries. Over 1,400 yards, 16 touchdowns, 19 receptions for 238 yards, and two receiving touchdowns. No offense. Don't know many backs that can do that in the country. In one of the best conferences in college football. I'm going to end my thing there about R.J. Harvey, but I just want to make it very well known. Now, we've got a lot of many months, but I think if R.J. Harvey is healthy heading in, and God willing, I'm, I'm assuming he will be, uh, and he plays a full season like he did last year, uh, I think he's a top three back in the country. Top three back in the country. All right, final topic today. Let's talk some NFL scouting combine. Now, UCF realistically has interesting I think UCF realistically has two guys that you can safely assume will get drafted on the NFL draft in those three days you have two guys that you I think are it's it's close to 100% as it can be to get drafted that's Javon Baker and that's Tylen Grable right Grable played one of the most important positions on the offensive line Javon Baker, uh, 
basically cemented himself with his play this season, along with the the Senior Bowl. He has just increased his his name to these NFL teams. And then you have John Rice Plumley, right? You have John Rice Plumley who played in the Hula Bowl, really stood out. Played in the East West Shrine Bowl, really stood out. And I think teams are starting to really catch wind of John Rice Plumley. Now, John Rice Plumley wasn't invited to the NFL Combine, which I think hurts him because I think he would have really lit up. Maybe, like, I think attributes wise, running the 40, all of the stuff as an athlete, I think he would have killed it. I think he would have killed it. Now, he does have the pro day, so the pro day, all the NFL teams will be there. He'll be able to do all that stuff at UCF's pro day. But I kind of wanted to run down those three and determine where I think the round and what that, that's mainly. What round I think they could go in or, or the, the place they can go in. Some teams that I think would be pretty great to draft them. And then, mainly for John Rice, what I see happening. Because I think, obviously, with Javon, he's going to be a wide receiver. Um, Tylen, I think he can play left tackle, right tackle. You know, he can play those positions, right? But John Rice, though, he's going in as a QB. He's going in as a QB. Now, I think it's absolutely ridiculous that Slovis from BYU got invited to the Combine over John Rice. That's crazy to me. Um, now, I'm sorry. If there's some BYU... Oh, BYU fans do not like this podcast. If you just go back to our... Uh, I love BYU fans. I, I try to give them as much credit as possible. We love BYU. I think BYU brings a lot to the conference. My co-host Nick also agrees with that. Um, please go watch that episode if you don't get what we're saying. We love BYU. So no no hate on on Slovis. We're just saying we thought John Rice should have a spot over Slovis. That's all I'm saying. But let's talk Javon Baker. So I think he is going to go second round. Uh, I wouldn't have been able to say that a, a month or two ago. Um, I think he's really come out and significantly improved his draft sock, what he did at the Senior Bowl. Um, and then again, you just turn on the tape. If you turn on the tape, he's one of the best wide receivers, you know, coming out. And that's why we did say, now granted, I don't think this was a bad move. Like we said, we were shocked that he was even returning. Just like with RJ Harvick, because I'm like, there's no way RJ's returning. There's no way Javon Baker's returning. So when Javon Baker said, I'm coming back, we were like, oh, okay. And we were trying to, we were telling ourselves in our head, listen, if he stays one more year and just, again, leads the Big 12 in receiving again is one of the best wide receivers in the country, who knows? He could be a second-round pick, right? Well, little did we know, all he had to do was really have everything he put on film and then show out at the Senior Bowl, which is, again, the Senior Bowl is one of the most important things you can do as a player because all the NFL teams are there. There's coaches by the NFL there. It's one of the most important, if not the most important, bowls with college kids that you can have. Like the East-West Shrine Bowl is important, but you want to be at the Senior Bowl. 
the Senior Bowl is is important. And Javon Baker showed out against some of the top corners in the class. He made some of the quarterbacks look better with some of the throws that they throw. So I think second round is looking real good. Real good for Javon Baker. Now, one of the teams that I've seen a lot of people comment, at least to me, is the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears need a wide receiver. You're assuming Chicago is going to go Caleb at one. And right at the beginning of the second round, you can safely think that Javon Baker is going to be there and probably three or four receivers are going to get taken in that first round. Javon Baker could be one of the top six, top eight wide receivers taken off. So I'm going to say, I think right now, I think Chicago, again, depending on where they go with it, a lot of Chicago fans want Javon Baker. So I'm going to say, I think Chicago would be a good spot. Tylen Grable, listen, offensive linemen are a hot commodity when it comes to the NFL. It's one of the most important positions in football, if not the most important position to have on your football team. The trenches. We all talk about it. I see Tylen going probably fifth, sixth round. Uh, I think that's probably a solid place for him. I think he's improved every year, um, especially the last couple of years he's been with us. He's improved. Um, you never really look at Tylen and say he's the problem. Um, and again, he's a big body, big lineman. Um, I think I like Cincinnati. Now, granted, whoever drafts these guys, I think Cincinnati would be a really good fit for him. Um, but listen, you could also see a Miami, right? A Miami kind of taking him, a Florida team. Um, but I think fifth and sixth round, I think that would be a really good spot. If he can get up to the fourth, that would be even better. And then we come to John Rice Plumley. Now, John Rice, let's call it like it is. Most of us believed no way this man gets drafted. No way. Too many quarterbacks that are going to get taken. It's not like he he was injured the last two years. So he has an injury history. He's again an athlete. Played baseball, played football. But when I was talking to people, I'm like, listen, I'm a Patriots fan. And I always, when any of these guys, these kind of athletes, quarterback athletes come into the fold, I say, listen, and I'm not saying he's Julian Edelman, but what I'm saying is that archetype, right? Played quarterback in college, really just could really run, throw, was a good football player, which I think that's what John Rice is. He is a really good football player that can help your team. And I think heading into these, you know, the Hula Bowl and the East-West Shrine Bowl, I think there was a thought process of, eh, like, there's a lot more quarterbacks. But I think after those, again, putting the tape that he's put on film over the last however many years of him playing college football and him playing in these bowl games in these basically pro days, I think he's putting teams on notice. And I think these teams are like, listen, we'll bring him in. And listen, I thought, hey, he's going to get on, he's going to be on a roster, right? He's going to be on, you know, a 
preseason roster. Go undrafted, sign. I think there's a chance he gets drafted in the 6th, 7th round. And I'm not just saying that because it's John Rice and he plays for UCF. I think genuinely there's a chance he could get a late-round draft pick and a team takes a chance on him and see what he can do. I think that'd be great for him, great for UCF, that, hey, they get a quarterback drafted. It's been a while since that happened. And we'll see what happens. But I wish all those guys well. I know the the combine is what? I mean, when's the combine coming up? February 26th. So we got 10 days. So right going into next week, we'll be waiting. The combine will be only like three days away. It's really exciting. All right, guys. That's going to do it for us today. I go short episode. I get it. Um, We're going to try and find some more news to talk about next week. UCF basketball plays tomorrow night. Um, I know they they play Cincinnati, and then I think they play Iowa State at home. So we'll do a recap next week of where UCF basketball is at and where they go from here. Um, But like I said, thank you so much for tuning in. Please like, subscribe, comment, share, do all that you do. We greatly appreciate it. This has been Charge On Presented by BetOnline. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.